stories, real stories from real midwives. This is Head on View. Day in the life. <laughs> she said, "What? These are our stories." Hello and welcome to another ep of Head on View. I'm Carly. I'm Laura. And we are going solo or double, I guess, because it's just two of us today. Penny has been doing multiple double shifts at the Cray Cray Hospital. And she's tired. So she's napping. Um, yes, but she's fine. So that's fine. Shift work, life, we expected that. So today we are talking about plus size pregnancy. So this subject really came about one of the Facebook groups I'm in. I'd noticed that a lot of the ladies in there were commenting how they felt sort of judged or, you know, like misunderstood by the medical professionals and it made them feel really uncomfortable when they were going to their pregnancy appointments. And one other lady even commented about how she felt that, you know, she was subjected to like unnecessary medical interventions. And so we just want to talk about that really, what to expect and also why things are being done so that people understand there is a reason for yeah, why things are being done. And really, let's talk about plus size in general. So as we know, nowadays, there's a big body positivity movement for women. You know, love the body you're in, be proud of the body that you have, embrace your body, everybody is a bikini body. You know, we've seen all of that in the media, social media. But I think when it comes to pregnancy, we don't we don't talk about body positivity in that way. Women come in for their first appointment and we weigh them. And as soon as we weigh them, I think every single woman I've weighed has said to me, please don't tell me the number. And also just as a woman as well, like the scales, it's, I don't know. I think for most people, the scales are like, oh my God, I don't want to get on the scales. I don't want to know that number. I don't even own a set of scales because standing on the scales and seeing a number is so detrimental to me. It shouldn't define who I am. But as soon as you're pregnant and as soon as you walk into that office. It's the first thing that happens. First thing that happens is we test your we, (laughs) we weigh you. (laughs) And there is a reason. There's a reason why we're weighing you. We're not just weighing you for fun or to be like, oh my God, look how big this is. So, and, and this is common as well. Like, although I don't know if plus size people think it's not common, but statistically like over half of Australian women enter pregnancy overweight or obese. So this is something that we see every day. It's quite common. Sort of tells me that it's a general health problem. It's not a pregnancy problem right yeah if half of Australian women are already overweight and entering pregnancy yeah and this isn't like judging people for being overweight because let's be real neither myself or Laura are like tiny little sticks but it's more just to be realistic about what to expect and also about the very real risks and how it can affect you in pregnancy. So we want people to be educated and to understand like why things are happening. Yeah, so like when you go into your antenatal appointments and your midwife says something to you or a doctor says something to you, you're not quite sure why or you think they're insinuating that maybe it's because you're bigger than the majority of other women that have walked into the office, then you you have to know what to ask and what to say 
to advocate for yourself. But you can also, if they're, if they're saying, oh, we need to do this test, ask why. If you don't understand and if they're not explaining to you why they're doing this test and what it's for, ask why. What is this test for? Why are you doing it? Mm. Does everyone have this? Yeah. Why am I having this? Why all of a sudden is my weight mean that I have to yeah. take six different blood tests yeah okay so let's start off in the start so we weigh you when we first come in we weigh everyone so why are we weighing people laura well (laughs) we do need a starting point (laughs) so i tell women on their first appointment um, that we're weighing them so we know how much weight they end up gaining in pregnancy you know some women get really really sick in pregnancy and they actually lose weight some women gain a whole lot of weight and they say they've been eating well. Is it fluid? Is it extra blood volume? But we just want to know what's happening to your body during pregnancy. And if you're getting to a point where you physically think, you know, I've had women in the office who are small people, but to them, 10 kilos is a lot on their body. But normal weight gain in pregnancy is roughly 15 kilos. 15. Sort of 8 to 15, depending on, yeah, depending on sort of your starting size. Yeah. It varies a lot. And some women will gain, you know, six kilos in pregnancy and some will gain 30 kilos in pregnancy. But we want to know the starting point. I don't weigh women every... I probably should, but I don't weigh them every appointment because it's just, it's hard. They've been sitting in the waiting room and then they come up and they just want like a friendly face and someone to talk to. And maybe at the end of the appointment, I might say, oh, have you done your weight recently? And some women have and some women haven't. And if they're particularly sensitive about the subject, I don't push it. I've had some women ask why we weigh them. Like, why do you need to know my weight? Why do you know I've gained three kilos? Why do you need to know that? And I think what most women really need to know is that there are risks associated with obesity in pregnancy. Like it or not, there are risks. There's risks associated with malnutrition in pregnancy. So it goes both ways. But I don't think women are either asking the questions or even being or being educated yeah. and not being educated yeah. as to why we're doing these things so some of the risks we've um been overweight so there's an increased risk of uh, miscarriage gestational diabetes preeclampsia and like anesthetic complications wound infections and also one study showed i'm not really sure the reason for this that people overweight were less likely to initiate or maintain breastfeeding we were like is that is that <laughs> yeah so we weren't really there, you know there was not an explanation of why that happened it just the numbers just correlated yeah. that that's have you seen that in your practice I don't think I've seen that I don't think I've seen that in my practice and yeah. just because something is a risk factor or you're at higher risk of having it happen doesn't mean it will happen this is true so I've seen plenty of you know larger ladies who you know, who don't have gestational diabetes and I've seen plenty of smaller ladies who do and everyone gets tested for gestational diabetes. Everyone. So you're not getting singled out. Everyone gets tested. Yeah. Um, so you get tested twice if, um, if you're at a higher risk. And different people are in different higher risk categories. Yeah. It's not just your weight. It's your ethnicity. Yeah. It's your family that background. Did you have gestational diabetes in your previous pregnancies has your mum or your sister got diabetes even something like that and it doesn't matter how big you are yeah like people will say to me but I'm not 
I had, I had a woman say to me in clinic once, well, why do I need the test? I'm not a big person because both your parents are diabetic and your sister had diabetes yeah. and which puts you at risk regardless of your weight. Yeah, so yeah. we're testing and everyone has a choice for testing, but we're testing you so you know if you so you can be healthy because if you have diabetes and you ignore it like that's not going to be fun for once anyone it was explained to her and once i gave her the explanation of why we were doing it she's like oh okay like no one had told her that they just told me i had to do it it's like okay <laughs> just telling women shit all the time <laughs> not giving them a choice <laughs> and so sam I know at the hospital, myself and Laura work out, we'll have a special clinic, which is specifically for larger ladies. Yes. Um, so, for example, you may need more blood tests. Things like liver function, kidney function can all be affected yes. if you have more fat around the organs. So, you would get more tests at someone who didn't have that. Like and, a, you know, women have had, like I was saying before, we even started recording, women have had bariatric surgery. They've had you know, weight loss surgery or things before they were pregnant. And we need to know that. We need to know what's going on in their body yeah. so they can have a healthy pregnancy. Those women, I find, are a little bit more accepting of being in a, what I call a special clinic. <laughs> and I, when the clinic first came about, I was in two minds about it like oh why are we putting these women in boxes like why but I think it's more so that as a pregnant woman you are now with a team that is yeah. a lot more knowledgeable about things that need to be done and why they need to be done and maybe we can prevent all these things that we're talking about that you are at increased risk of by helping you and educating you yeah and avoiding those things because I know people like dietitians are involved anyone social work dietitians like all these different types yeah. of people like specialties yeah yeah specialties are involved in part of this this team i think if you ask the right questions and we give you the right answers or we at least offer the, them <laughs> offer the information yeah then you can go on and have a total healthy normal pregnancy mm. with my second pregnancy I was <laughs> I was massive carly you would not believe me i was like from the from behind, I looked like a normal little person, and then I yeah. turned to the side. I was massive. I gained twenty five kilos on my frame, but with my first, I gained like maybe eight kilos. Yeah, and that again goes back how different every pregnancy is. Yeah, and so for things like that, you know, we might be looking at and going, okay, so what? Why are you gaining big weight? Have you got extra fluid on board? You know, are you getting swollen everywhere? You know, I had, is, hi is I had hyperemesis yeah. with that pregnancy too, and I was. Is there a reason? And <laughs> are you? And are you and the baby still safe? Like that's ultimately why we want to know this information. We want you. We want the baby. We want you to be safe. So we want to know what's going healthy on. Healthy mummy, healthy baby. Another reason why we do weight is to look after ourselves. So, so regardless of the size you are, we need to protect ourselves. If we need to all of a sudden roll you off the bed or you have to go for an emergency Caesar, we need to know that we can safely lift you or move you without injuring ourselves. So normally what that is, is something would be called a hover mat would be placed under your sheets, which you probably wouldn't even notice or you know, yeah. no. And it's just like an inflatable mat, which makes moving you easier across the bed. And if you have to go to theatre, I read in a study that women who have BMIs over 35 or closer to 40 are more likely to end up in a cesarean. And then obviously with the cesarean comes greater risk for 
putting in a spinal yeah. is more difficult. You know, there's all sorts of like complications during the Caesar that could add to the risk. But at the same time, I think that, you know, you should at least be able to ask why. Yeah, of course. And I don't think women ask. They just sit there and they're and terrified accept. And, accept and accept because it. there's a lot of ha- yeah. you know there's a lot happening to you and you've got all these people talking at you and you may be feeling judged regardless if the person is judging you you know yeah. that doesn't make you feel any less yeah. judged and then so that can make you not want to ask questions yeah. but you've got to our whole thing is we want people to advocate for themselves and we want people yes. to be educated and the only way you can advocate for yourself <laughs> is if you're educated and you know what's going on and you understand why things are being done have you ever found yourself judging someone for their weight at work no I'm trying to think if I have I feel I haven't probably because I'm like I've put on a, like, a bit of COVID weight like, I feel like I always felt a little bit um What's that word? Like hypocritical, like telling people to be healthy. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, she brought in McDonald's. And then you're like, I could use some of that. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I personally, I feel I do try and be very open-minded. You know, it's not a job to judge women. That doesn't mean people won't judge you because, let's be honest, there are some assholes out there. Like, there are everywhere. You know what? I think and you'll get judged for... I really feel bad for women who have gone through pregnancy and are on the larger side and have felt judged and not listened to because... Advice, because maybe they feel it's not coming from the right place. Yeah, it's not coming from the right place. And also, you know, anyone in the medical profession, all healthcare workers, it doesn't... We're not perfect. Someone's going to judge someone for something. I see people walking out of their hospital rooms to go down to the cafe and they're wearing no shoes. I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> I judge people for that. I, I mean, no. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe their shoes don't fit them because their feet are swollen. Or, but I'm, I'm standing there like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. Put some shoes on. Yeah. It's a public hospital. And the same as, but it's still being yeah. judgy. It is. And the same like, as when we get women who smoke or women who take drugs and we try and make it as non-judgmental as possible because yeah. we want you to be honest with us so that we know what's happening so we can try and help so you. But, you know, yeah. if you're like smoking, can crack every day and your baby comes out and has to go on morphine I mean I try very hard not to judge you because I don't know your life but when I'm there for eight hours trying to calm this baby with you know that needs morphine and yeah. he's got the shakes like and it, it becomes, can be it can, it can be hard not to judge yeah I remember I was looking after a woman once when when I asked you that question I had to think like have I ever judged someone for their weight and I was looking after a woman once and I just remember she was so reluctant to move after her Caesar and it was like day three and it wasn't like she did she cared for her baby but to get her to move and then it was so difficult and then I realized that it was actually physically difficult for her to move had to move yeah like because I actually looked at her from like her perspective and how she moved I was like wait a minute I can't judge her for not moving because it actually looks physically hard for her to move and you add a Caesar scar on top of that and a screaming baby that's like, feed me now, feed me now. And she's struggling. She likes struggling. And at like the first day I looked after her, I was like, Oh God, well, geez, like just move and you'd feel better. But then I, I realized this next day when she was still the same, I was like, it's actually, it's her body size. that's preventing her yeah. from moving. So I was trying to like find different ways for her to get off the bed and different ways for her 
to like put the cot here and put this chair here. So when you do make your way to the bathroom, you've got a clear path. It's a bit easier. It's a bit easier. Like you're not, there's not obstacles in the way, you know, it's like when people don't move their feet out of the way in like a concert. So you can like scooch past to go to the toilet. (laughs) Fucking people. That's basically what it was. And then I was like, oh, and that's what we should be doing as midwives. We should be making your life easier, not making, not harder. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, I was told when I was 16 weeks pregnant with my second child that I was too fat by a doctor. He actually said to my face. Okay. Well, that is never, that's never the way to talk to someone because that can go the opposite way. Imagine if you said that to someone and they you know, and they had any sort of previous eating yeah. disorder history that could then make them stop eating, which would then make them malnutrition, that affect the growth of the baby. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a tall person. I'm only five foot. So like an extra five kilos on me is, is a lot for me. Um, extra 25 kilos is a hell of a lot, but I just walked out of there thinking, I never thought of myself as fat before. And I went home and cried. <laughs> and I think the word fat as well, it's such a stigmatizing, is that the right word? Like it's it's used as like sort of a weapon. You know what I mean? It's used as like yeah. a mean word. Yeah. Um, and when you're pregnant, you're, an already, insult. Yeah. you're already so fucking tense and emotional. Yeah. And, you know, some women want their pregnancies or have been wanting their pregnancy yeah. for 10 years. And some women didn't want that pregnancy. For some women, it's an oopsie and their last child's 18. Yeah. It's like, we don't know what gamut of emotions you're feeling. And then you add... Oh, and, oh, and you're fat? Like, asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fuck man, off. Fat too. <laughs> yeah. But also I think we have to take that word, like, it shouldn't be used as an insult. It's a descriptor. I know it's hard because for years it has been used as an insult. Yeah. yeah. The, you know what they write in, like, the medical term, maternal habitus? Oh, yes. Actually, I remember the first time I saw that maternal habitus, I was like, I didn't know what it meant. I was like, oh. what is actually mean yeah. and then someone said their body size so basically that translates to her is it her habits what in habits that you inhabit your body you live in your body okay. yeah it's it's, it's some very latin yeah. Yeah. you know all these medical terms come from latin yeah. yeah so the first time i read it i was like what the what, the, what does that mean and then someone said to me it's because she's big i was like you mean big as in tall or big as in <laughs> Like, what do you mean? She's like, because she's overweight. And I'm like, fuck, we're all overweight. I mean, we live in a first world country. We, we're all overweight. Yeah, like, no, starving. No. You know. Um, and then I realized it's a thing that gets written quite a lot. Yeah. Of course, it's like when you see the um, acronym AMA. And for ages, I was like, what the hell is AMA? AMA. Oh, you don't know. It's like a birth sweet thing. Advanced maternal age. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, for, which for anyone like over 40, really. No, I think it's 37. So, I think technically 37, but I think we don't really until it hits 40. And even then, like, you know, there's some really healthy 40 year olds that come in and yeah. look super young. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just important to remember that if you are struggling with your weight and you're pregnant and you feel like no one's listening to you or you feel like you're being judged, tell your midwife. Actually yeah. say to them, look, I feel really judged because of my weight. What What's going to happen because I'm overweight? What are my risks? And get the fact, yeah. And ask also, them, ask and them. it can be hard, but I think if you stand up for yourself and say that, sometimes people don't realize 
they're judging. You know, sometimes yeah. people don't realize they're judging. And sometimes, and I know it's hard because of the job we're in, we should be lovely and beautiful to everyone. But, you know, if you've been slammed working double shifts, you're so tired, there's all these, you know, mm. person, person, person after person, you're seeing all these people, sometimes you can be a bit short and cranky, which you shouldn't be, but, yeah. you know, you can. Yeah. Unfortunately, your job is a face-to-face people job. So if you're I'm a bit telling cranky, you, you know, you that know, mask that I'm wearing up. all the time, that's saving me sometimes. <laughs> I can't see my face. <laughs> yeah, so I I would say ask. Uh, it's it's easier said than done. Yeah, but from someone who's been on the other side before I became a midwife, and I had to really work very very hard to advocate for myself with my second pregnancy yeah. for what I wanted. And definitely, if you've got a support person, get them to advocate for you as well. Yeah. If you go into say you know you go, I think the longest time you're probably going to spend with midwife is when you're in labour. Yeah. That's sort of the longest, apart from postnatally as well. That's the longest time when one. And if you have a midwife that you feel is judging you or being unfair, like there's nothing wrong with you saying speaking to the midwife in charge. If you can't do it because you're in labour, your support person, tell them you don't like the midwife. Tell them you want a different one and you know sometimes that can be annoying for us as staff but at the end of the day you're you're the patient you're the person who's getting cared for if that midwife has been a dick and you don't like them and this is a really personal time for you you have every right to complain and say no and it's happened it's happened plenty of times at work where we've had to switch our midwives because you know there was a personality clash or whatever for reason they didn't like him and and that's fine like do your research look up obesity and pregnancy that's that's basically what I did today I mean I found mainly data on government websites but as long as you're finding a reputable stay away from forums and things that are going to inflame your insecurity and people just saying what happened to them because just because something happened to someone doesn't mean that's going to happen to you exactly and find find journal articles find things that are peer-reviewed and you know they're good articles that have actual data in them that makes sense. Not like, oh, we only tested two women. Well, that's... Yeah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. (laughs) But I mean, during... In terms of during pregnancy as well, I don't think there's anything specifically that I would say to a plus size person that you should do that a non-plus size person shouldn't do to have a healthy pregnancy. I would still say go out for walking. If you can, do Pilates and yoga. That's always my thing. I always say say do do the same thing that you've always done. And if I have a woman, regardless of size, a woman say that I don't do anything. I'm like, we'll just go for a walk around the block. Just walk around the block. Even in a swimming pool, walk up and down in the lanes. Yeah. Just like, to, I don't just think to I've get ever a little bit told moving. any woman specific, you know, diet or something, unless they're like gestational diabetes and they can't control. Like, no. Or sometimes I've recommended alternatives for like people on vegan or vegetarian, like to get the right sort of nutritional yeah. Yeah, needs. But I've had people who have said to me, I'm so sick. The only thing I can eat is toast. Well, eat the fucking toast then. Eat the toast. If that's all you can stomach, eat the toast. You know what I ate in my second pregnancy? I ate grapes for probably six months because I was so sick, so sick. And I gained the most weight. And my last, I reckon, six to eight weeks of my pregnancy, all I could eat, this is probably how I gained the weight, was oats. I was like, I was like a horse. Oh yeah. Good, good, good carb lighting. Oats, 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 oats. And it's funny because my daughter actually really likes oats. She's so strange. She loves them. You are a plus size woman and you're having a baby. Do your research. Ask your questions. Yeah. Ask your midwife, ask your doctor, your care provider, 
Why am I having this? What are my risks? If you're actually concerned about it, then say, what can I do? Other than that, if you think someone's judging you for your size, call them out. Call them out on it. Yeah. Call us out. I love being called out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because sometimes they not, might not realize they are doing it. Yeah. And also if they are doing it and you call them out, well, good for you. Like, yeah. You know what? It's not, it, there's other women that feel like they're being judged for other things. Yeah. You know, like the women who smoke, they yeah. always say they're going out for fresh air. Yeah. And, I know, <laughs> and we know they're going out for a cigarette. Fine, you can go have a cigarette. Yeah. I don't. I feel you'd rather tell me so then I can advise you on ways to safely smoke around your baby and also give you information to quit if you want it than to pretend you're not smoking. You can't smoke directly outside the hospital door, so you are going to have to walk a little ways, and I want to make sure, like, you know, they're not bleeding or they're not adversely affected by walking that far, that they've got shoes on. Those hospital floors are dirty. I know, right? (laughs) Do you know how many people walk out without shoes? Oh, my God. Bring some slippers yeah, <laughs> or some thongs. Yeah. Bring a pair of slippers that are like one size too big for you because your feet get so oh, swollen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. I'd rather a woman say to me, can you help me get from the chair to the bed? You know, I'm finding yeah. that I can't sit up well because of my weight or because yeah. I'd rather talk openly with a person. Definitely. They're struggling then. And if you talk openly about it, then maybe it gives us a chance to be less judgy. Yeah. And to help you with what you need. Yeah. You know, I'd read so many so yeah. many comments on the forums of people saying, oh, I feel really judged. I went, I thought they were judging me. And I was like, oh. That's really sad. It is sad. And then I'm like, well, are they judging you? It's really hard to know because you're yeah. not there. You don't know the yeah. situation. And then again with the test things and making people feeling like they're receiving extra tests and unnecessary yeah. tests. Well, And if they don't know the answer, if they don't know why they're testing you and they're just testing you because they're told this is our protocols, then you need to... Well, then well, they should know because <laughs> they that's their know. job. Like, and if they don't know, then they should be going to someone who does know to tell you the answer. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And because protocols are always there for a reason as well. Exactly. So protocols are put in for, they, you know, they should be based on best evidence yeah. practice and they should be there for a reason. You know, this, this or this or what has happened, so we have this protocol. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's the same as being empowered in your birth and your birth yeah. decisions and whether or not you want to breastfeed. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you're losing that because you're being judged for your weight, then, you know, empower yourself to understand why we're doing the things that we do. Because in midwifery, like, we always have a reason for something, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I hope we do. <laughs> yes. I feel like we do. You're never just going to turn up and be induced. Like, you know you're going to be induced. Either you'll be booked in for an induction for a reason or you will be mid-labor and something's going on and it will change induction. But the, normally the midwife and the doctors will always – Oh, sorry, I'm not sure why my thing's going on. My bad. You told me to turn <laughs> off my phone. I turned off my phone. Did you turn off your phone? <laughs> yeah, so, so, going back. so, you know, we're not just going to spring an induction on you. The doctors will always come and talk with you about why they're doing it. The midwives, I normally as a midwife always, after the doctors have been in, always try and go over the question and say, you know, do you have any questions? Do you understand why this is happening? So that you can yeah. feel like you know there's a reason if we need to induce or if we need to do a Caesar, like why we're doing it, not yeah. just going, oh, well, you're overweight. I've never in my practice yeah. seeing anyone go oh they're overweight so we're going to induce or they're overweight so we're going to do a caesar i'm not saying it doesn't happen doesn't mean it hasn't it happened must in happen. i don't think i've ever it's... seen i've seen inductions for 
gestational diabetes or hypertension or yeah you know a bigger or small potentially bigger or small baby yeah and again that comes back to advocating for yourself just because a doctor says we want to do this you don't have you know i don't know if people know but you don't have to agree to everything you can ask all your questions and actually say and no. you can say no <laughs> i mean don't say no to everything without knowing all the information awesome. because yeah, yeah, totally. i'm hoping people aren't suggesting these things just for fun like they're suggesting them because you need them yeah. so it all just comes back to educating yourself and advocating yeah, for yourself be an advocate for yourself and get your partner or your support person whoever it is that's going to be by your side while you're squeezing yeah. their finger so hard they lose blood flow to their yeah <laughs> that they know they know what you want because because sometimes when you're in the midst of labor that's not the time you can't be thinking clearly and advocating yeah, for yourself exactly and whether you're advocating for yourself because you you feel like you've been judged for your weight or the fact that you have gestational diabetes. And by the way, I feel like every second person has gestational yeah, diabetes. I feel like, like they keep just changing the levels and like yeah. everyone has it. Yeah. And the levels changed oh, quite a while ago now. If you had these one levels, you wouldn't have. But if you got tested the next day with those levels, you would have GDM. And a, and a lot of people also can manage it with diet as well, without yeah. even needing insulin. Yeah. No. I think that's pretty much it. But, like, if you guys have any sort of thoughts or questions, comments about the subject, please shoot us a message on our Insta, Head On View Podcast. That's us. Yeah. And otherwise, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And be sure to tune in next time for more laughs, thrills, and real stories from real midwives on Head On View. Thank you.